blaring our podcast. Nothing is sweeter than SwiftCast. Hey guys, welcome to episode 131 of SwiftCast. This is Steph. Ashley. And Adam. And we have an exciting episode for you today. Taylor's been pretty busy this past week. She finished up her tour dates in Shanghai. And then she came back to LA. And since she's been back in LA, she was hanging out with Ed Sheeran, which is very exciting. Ed posted a Snapchat of Olivia. Cute little video. And you could hear Taylor in the background. So we can only hope that they're writing new music together. Album six complete. (laughs) (laughs) Don't they have a bunch of songs that they have either, I'm not sure, written or recorded that have not been released and probably never will be? They definitely wrote at least two for the Red Album. And we know only everything has changed was actually on the Red Album. And then after, it might have been before 1989 was released, maybe after Ed released Multiply, he said that he was working with Taylor, but he didn't put any of the stuff on his album. She didn't put any of it on her album. I don't know. They should just make an album of everything they've done that was not released. They wouldn't even need to promote it. It would just take care of itself. Exactly. They could just say, hey guys, this is everything we've worked on since we first met, but didn't actually release. Enjoy it. I wonder how many album sales that would get in its first week. Like, you know, we always compare first week and how Speak Now Red and 1989 all got over a million in first week. If she just did something like that out of the blue, I wonder how it would do. I think it could be huge. Yeah. I think it would do really well. Because you combine the two fan bases. Yeah, I think it would go over a million in a week. And as big as Ed is here in the United States, he's even bigger than people probably realize all over the world. Oh, yeah. And it is the sort of trendy thing to do now with Beyonce and Eric Church also recently just released an album out of the blue. I think other people have done it too. So this is wishful thinking for us. Maybe someday it would happen. The other thing that happened recently is it was Lily Aldridge's 30th birthday and Taylor made a a post on Instagram and wished her a happy birthday. It's crazy to think how long they've been friends. I don't even know if I realized it until a couple years ago. Yeah, as the post mentioned, uh, she was so glad that Lily invited her to a Kings of Leon concert six years ago. So they've known each other for six years. Yeah. And some of the photos Taylor posted, they just both look like babies. Well, speaking of baby Taylor, we want to give you some older tweets. And we're going to start back in 2009, which is when Taylor would have met Lily. The first one is from a very important night in Taylor's career. November 11th, 2009, she tweeted, Getting ready for CMA Awards red carpet. Should I wear a sparkly dress? Okay, I'll wear a sparkly dress. 
Our next one comes from November 12th, but I think it's related to the CMA Awards. It must have just been posted just after midnight. It reads, I have said I love you to so many people tonight. I can't stop hugging people. This is magical. That definitely was a magical night. This is when Taylor won Entertainer of the Year at the CMA Awards with her famous speech that everything she's ever wanted just happened to her. And it was just really her night. She was just winning everything. And like Ashley said, she had the gorgeous sparkly golden dress on. So then also that same night, November 12th, Taylor tweeted, just wrapped up a cereal party with my mom and dad at the kitchen table. What a night. So Taylor celebrated with cereal. Our next one comes from November 9th, 2010. At the BMI Awards, it's got a red theme. They have hot tamales in the centerpiece at the table. Is it bad that I'm eating them? Classy. <laughs> it's so funny that this had a red theme. And then two years later, she released red. Yeah, foreshadowing. Foreshadowing for sure. The next one is from November 8th, 2011. Taylor tweeted, Ours, Superman, and If This Was a Movie, are finally on iTunes. So that was about a year after Speak Now came out. Yeah. And they instantly went to number one on iTunes. Yeah, I'm glad we didn't have to wait a whole year this time for 1989. Our next one comes from November 14th, 2011. Miami was awesome. Thanks to all the fans who traveled from all over, and to Flo Rida for singing right round with me. Insane night. So that was near the end of the Speak Now tour. At least the U.S. part of it. A year later, on November 10th, 2012, Taylor wrote, So, my Storytellers airs on VH1 tomorrow at 6 and 11 p.m. If you feel like watching me tell stories and then sing about them. Thumbs up. That was such a good performance. That was so good. I love that one. Sometimes it's replayed on TV and I gotta watch it. That was the one where they had a contest for her to perform at a college. Correct. Those were the luckiest people ever. Yeah, like a liberal arts college in California won it. And then a year later, on November 12th, 2013, Taylor tweeted, I've been in rehearsals all day for a VS fashion show, and I can't wait for tomorrow. Excited. That was her first appearance on the VS show. Our next one comes from November 10th, 2014, and it's very simple. All it says is, guys, blank space music video. So that has been out for a whole year now, and that definitely is one of her most epic videos ever. Absolutely. And actually, our first piece of news for keeping up with Swift this week is related to the Blank Space music video, because it was released a year ago, and it already has the record for the most views of any video on Vivo. And some of the other videos that have a lot of views have been released several years ago. So to do it in one year is very impressive. And the next piece of news is an update on the tour. In just 71 shows, 1,982,076 people have seen the 1989 World Tour, and it has grossed so far over $217 million. 
Wow. When I think about it totaling up the number of people that have seen it, I just think of all the people like us that have seen it so many times that we probably threw off that number. (laughs) (laughs) True. Still almost 2 million people with over $217 million. That's just crazy. It'll be interesting to see the final numbers. And probably next month, or at least by January, they'll release the highest grossing tours of the year. I can guarantee Taylor will either be at the top or very near the top. Our next piece of news is also Vivo-related. The White Horse music video is now Vivo certified, meaning that it has over 100 million views. That's a, a good one. I feel like it's underrated and un- and not talked about very much. Yeah, I can't believe it took that long. And that song won a Grammy, so that's obviously a huge song. Very important. Yeah, and she even sang it on tour in L.A. Well, last week, Taylor was touring in Shanghai, but of course she found the time to do something nice because she's Taylor. She donated 25,000 books to New York City schools, and Taylor is consistently named as one of the most charitable celebrities, and it's apparent why. I love how she always donates for education purposes. She's always donating books, and she had the Education Center at the Country Music Hall of Fame. I like that she realizes how important education is. And aside from donating books to New York last week, Taylor, as we mentioned earlier, was also in Shanghai and seemed like she had a great show, several shows. She had three shows in Shanghai last week and something crazy happened. She actually brought back All You Had to Do Was Stay and she used a different chair than the one that she had when she used to perform the song in the U.S. And we were all very, very jealous. Yeah, that was always a good performance. And I don't know, for some reason, I really like the smoke cannons that they use during uh, I Knew You Were Trouble. And they use the those smoke cannons in this song, too. So I miss those. Those are always fun. I love them, too. And I had trouble keeping up with some of the updates in Shanghai, but did she also do This Love? I know she did it in Singapore. I do not know. I did not hear about the secret songs or what they were. Yeah, the updates really were not available, unfortunately, so I'm not sure either. Yeah, I think maybe the internet didn't work that well in Shanghai, or maybe fans there just don't use social media as much maybe fans were actually watching the show how crazy is that (laughs) yeah instead of live tweeting it but taylor seemed to have a blast she was wearing an ankle guard i think we mentioned this last week that she was wearing an ankle guard and somebody did tweet who was actually in loft 89 i guess asked taylor about whether she was okay And Taylor said she just has tendonitis in that ankle and was wearing the scarred. So hopefully her tendonitis will go away soon. Next, we have some updates for Taylor's calendar so that you'll know what to look out for in the near future. 
The next thing on Taylor's calendar, which is something we're going to be talking a lot more about later in the episode, is on November 22nd, the AMA Awards are taking place in LA. And Taylor has a whole bunch of nominations, so we're thinking that she will attend, but it seems like she won't probably be performing. Our next one is the final stops of the 1989 World Tour, which are coming up in Australia. And the first one is going to be on November 28th, and that will be in Sydney. And then another very exciting thing that you should mark on your calendar is that the Grammy nominations will be announced on December 7th. That's a Monday. And Taylor will be in Australia at that time. But I think it will be a very exciting night for Taylor. Next, we are going to give you some fashion updates from the past week. And even some items that were from older dates but have recently been discovered. The first outfit is back from the Rock and Rio meet and greet that Taylor did in May in Las Vegas. She wore an she wore an RVN puzzle flat jacquard long sleeve crop top and matching skirt in the combination sky blue slash Poseidon navy, which is really cute. And the top is two hundred forty five dollars, and the skirt is two hundred and ninety five dollars. Our next one comes from Loft 89 in Shanghai, China on November 11th, and it's actually the same exact brand and style, but it is different colors. Uh, This one was black and white, and so it's $245 for the top and $295 for the skirt. And finally, on November 13th, Taylor was seen arriving back in LA after finishing up the tour dates in Shanghai and she was wearing Stuart Weitzman stilts suede platform sandals which are $485. She was carrying her Elizabeth and James Charlie satchel which is $645 and she was wearing her Taylor Swift baseball style dress And this is from Heritage 66. The dress is only $31, but unfortunately, this is the collection we've talked about in earlier episodes, Taylor designed specifically for China, along with Heritage 66. And so it seems to me like it's impossible for people outside of China to get these items. The website's all in Chinese, and we can't figure out whether they ship to other countries and i checked out ebay but i can't find anything on there the clothes for this collection are really awesome i think they have a lot of good designs for guys and just different tailor shirts for girls so it's sad but hopefully the chinese fans are buying this cool stuff up I'm pretty sure that a couple of shirts that recently got added to the U.S. merch stands were from China. There was a white t-shirt and a black t-shirt that looked similar to what's on this site. Oh, the one with her face, right? Yeah, and then there's a white one that has like sort of a postage stamp with 1989 tour, if you know what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. So maybe there's hope then? 
I mean, we need all of this. We would buy all of it. It would sell out in a day. It's really, I think, nice merchandise. I don't know if they thought that maybe fans in the U.S. wouldn't want to wear a dress with Taylor Swift all over it, but we definitely would. Yeah, this dress is really cool because it's an alphabet dress. It's very similar to the romper she wore to the VMAs last year, the blue one that had the letters all over it. Except here, the letters are every single letter that's in her name, but they're just scattered all over the dress, so it doesn't actually say Taylor Swift on it. And it has sort of a baseball jacket wraparound on the bottom of it. It's really cute. Maybe someday other countries will also get a chance to buy some of this stuff. If we hear anything, we will definitely let you know. But as always, we'd like to thank TaySwiftStyle.com for locating these outfits. And you can visit her website to see photos and links. And as we mentioned earlier, the AMAs are coming up in just one week. And we are very excited. Taylor has six nominations. She has the most nominations out of anyone. And so we're sure she will be attending the show. Although that has not been officially announced, it seems very unlikely that she would skip the event. And so for this week, we wanted to just talk about every category Taylor's up for and let you know who else is nominated and give our predictions for the show, which we will admit may be a little bit biased. But So first, we'll start with Collaboration of the Year. And Taylor is nominated for that for Bad Blood, of course with the remix featuring Kendrick Lamar. The other nominees in this category include See You Again, which is Wiz Khalifa featuring Charlie Puth, 4-5 Seconds, which is Rihanna, Kanye West, and Paul McCartney, then Uptown Funk, Mark Ronson featuring Bruno Mars, and finally Where Are You Now, Jack Yu featuring Justin Bieber. Interesting how, I mean, I guess there's Rihanna, but she's kind of the only female in the category. Right. You have to admit, Uptown Funk was a huge song this year. It was just everywhere. See You Again was pretty huge also. Yeah, I agree with both of those. I feel like those two and Bad Blood are the three contenders. I feel like four or five seconds didn't get much airplay. And Where Are You Now? I don't really know about so I honestly don't know what that is I never heard that either and four or five seconds like Adam said just didn't seem to get that much airplay on the radio I hope that Bad Blood wins just because Taylor has been such a fan of Kendrick for so long and really wanted to work with him and they finally got to work together the music video was huge broke the 24-hour record and it's just a huge song. So I really hope that she wins this category. But I think she does have some tough competition with See You Again and Uptown Funk. And she did win Billboard Awards for collaboration for Bad Blood, correct? Yeah, I think that's right. Oh, yeah, I think it was because I remember now that I think about it, a lot of her squad was up there on the stage accepting the award with her remember that carly and Gigi and whoever else was in the video and right 
Did she also win for the VMAs already, I think, for Bad Blood? Oh, yeah. Maybe it was the VMAs I was thinking of, not the billboards. The billboards. Actually, that's when she unveiled the video at the beginning of the show. That's what it was. You're right. Yeah. But at the VMAs, I think you're right. I think she won best collaboration there. And Kendrick was not at the show. Yes. So based on its success for the VMAs, despite its good competition in the category, I will predict that she wins it. Yeah, I'll go with that too. I'll predict that she's going to win everything, probably because I'm biased. (laughs) But it was a huge song, so I think it has a very good shot. I'm kind of on the fence. I think it should win, but I feel like Uptown Funk is probably going to get a lot just because there's no escaping that song. It was truly everywhere. And See You Again felt like it was everywhere, but Uptown Funk felt like it was more prevalent, at least on the radio. Well, next we have the category Song of the Year, and the nominees for this category include See You Again, Wiz Khalifa featuring Charlie Puth, Uptown Funk, Mark Ronson featuring Bruno Mars, Thinking Out Loud, Ed Sheeran, Blank Space with Taylor, and Can't Feel My Face from The Weeknd. So it's really nice to see Ed in this category. Thinking Out Loud was a huge, huge song for Ed. It was just everywhere. I think it really helped him in the United States get even more fans here. Can't Feel My Face is a song I never heard of until Taylor brought The Weeknd out for MetLife over the summer. But since then, it has been really everywhere. It really blew up. And again, we mentioned that See You Again and Uptown Funk were also huge songs. So this does seem like a tough category. Blank Space, as we said, was released a year ago. So I don't know if that will hurt her in this category because it is older than some of these other songs. I agree. And I feel like if they want to try to spread the love around a little bit, that maybe she will get Collaboration of the Year, but won't get Song of the Year. And I see it going to The weekend. actually. I think that's a likely guess. And I'm sure Taylor would be the first one on her feet uh, applauding for The weekend. Absolutely. Yeah. It is true that Can't Feel My Face is definitely the newest song on this list. It's the one that's probably the most fresh in people's minds, with Blank Space being probably the least fresh in people's minds. Well, next we have Favorite Adult Contemporary Artists, and in this category there are only three nominees, which is interesting. Taylor has a one in three chance of winning. The nominees for this category include Ed Sheeran, Taylor, and Megan Trainer. And I think Megan probably does not have a chance at all. She's just too new, and it really comes down to Taylor and Ed. And while I want Taylor to win, I also would be happy with Ed winning. I think she'll win that one. I don't know. I am questioning whether or not, you know, like you said, Steph, you know, we hope she gets all six awards, and you'll probably predict that she would get all six, but... I know, I mean, I know a lot of these are fan voted, but I wonder if they want to reserve, you know, the higher awards for Taylor. And this, I feel like it's kind of an obscure one. I mean, an adult contemporary artist, kind of broad and kind of a strange category. For that category, Ed seems to fit it the best in terms of gearing toward adults. That's a good point. So maybe it will go to Ed. To me, Megan Trainer, like I said, is just too new. 
And to me, she doesn't really fit in this category for adult contemporary. But Taylor has also consistently been topping the charts on the adult contemporary side. So it's kind of a toss up. But it's nice to see that both Taylor and Ed are nominated for this. The next category also, interestingly, only has three nominees. And this is Favorite Pop Rock Album. The nominees are Multiply, Ed Sheeran, In the Lonely Hour, Sam Smith, and 1989 for Taylor. So again, I'm just surprised there aren't more nominees than three. But all of these albums were huge. Of course, I think 1989 should win because it's the biggest album since really forever ago. So I don't see why it would not be the favorite album. But both Multiply and In the Lonely Hour were also huge albums. Although I feel like In the Lonely Hour is an older album at this point. I went back and looked at the 2013 AMAs and noticed that Taylor won Artist of the Year in that year, but she did not win Favorite Pop Rock Album. It actually went to One Direction, Take Me Home, instead of Red. Interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. Was it up for Country Album, though? Red was up for Favorite Pop Rock Album and also Country Album, and it did win Country Album, yes. Okay. So it was actually in two different categories, kind of strange. Yeah. But my official prediction for this one... I have a feeling it goes to Sam Smith. Really? Don't you feel like he won everything last year? He did. He did win everything at the Grammys. You're right. I guess that's why I feel like it's too old of an album. While it was highly received and acclaimed and it's won a lot of awards, I just think it's too old. It could be. I think Taylor's going to win this one. Well, even when you look at Multiply, that was released in the early summer of 2014. So even that seems a little old. And of course, while we love Ed, it just did not sell nearly as many copies as 1989. The fifth category is favorite pop rock female artist. And again, only three nominees for this category. The nominees are Ariana Grande, Taylor, and Megan Trainer. I think hands down, Taylor will win this category. I agree. This seems like the easiest one. I think should definitely be Taylor. I think uh, Ariana Grande had a tour this past year, 2015, but I feel like I didn't hear that much about her. No, I didn't hear much about her either. And again, I feel like Megan is still just very new. I think there's just no contest here. And then finally, the biggest award of the AMAs will be Artist of the Year. And for this category, there are five nominees. And the nominees are... Luke Bryan, Ariana Grande, Nicki Minaj, One Direction, and Taylor. I just think it has to be Taylor. I agree. I just don't see how anybody else could win this category. I agree, too. While it's a little bit tougher than the favorite pop rock female, the last category we talked about, it's still Taylor's to win. I mean, I think all those artists are big, but none of them compare to Taylor. They're just not on the same level. Taylor has sold out so many stadiums this past year, and her album sales are incredible. It's just nobody's had a year like her. So does anyone have any predictions about what Taylor will wear to the AMAs? I'm going to say maybe a romper, something that's not a traditional dress. Last year she wore that green dress, and she won the 
special Dick Clark award. And I believe she had Carly and Lord along with her. Oh, and she had that awesome blank space performance that we thought might be on the tour, but wasn't, sadly. I'll always be disappointed about that. Mm hmm. With the fire and the picture frames and the dinner table. Mm hmm. Yeah, that was a great performance. But I don't know. I have no idea what she will wear. I will guess black color, but style, I have no idea. Okay. I'm going to go with blue. I think she'll wear a dress. Not anything really fancy, but a dress. I think the AMAs are, when you're a pop artist, I feel like the AMAs are a big deal. When you look at country award shows, you can kind of, I guess, categorize them when you compare something like the CMT awards versus the CMAs versus the ACMs. And it's easy to tell which events are more serious than other ones. But I don't know. I think the AMAs are a big deal. To me, the Grammys are always going to be the biggest deal. I think everybody can agree with that. But now that Taylor is strictly pop, I think really it's probably the second most prestigious award you could get, right? Yeah, I don't know the order of prestige, but... Yeah, I don't know. I'm so used to Taylor being in the Country Music Awards. This is different. Right, the CMAs and CMTs and... I think if anything, it'll be good if she wins because it'll give her sort of a boost before grammy season yeah that's a really good point you know how in movies they always say the golden globes sort of are the predictor for the oscar awards our friends from i heard that was good always when we talk with them they say oh well this movie won the golden globe so it's probably going to win the oscar so i don't know if that holds true at all in music but it's not a bad thing obviously if taylor wins all of these awards just a few weeks before the nominations are officially announced and people start voting for the Grammys. Although I think no matter what, she's not going to have any problems with the Grammys this year. So next week, we will be updating you on what happens at the award show, what Taylor wears, which categories she wins, hopefully all of them, and really anything else crazy that happens at the award show, we will be talking about it. So be sure to tune in to episode 132 when we recap the AMAs for you. In the meantime, we have a few reminders for you. Please press the subscribe button on iTunes and it will download the latest episode for you automatically. You won't need to worry about missing anything. If you want to reach out to us, you can tweet us on Twitter and we are at SwiftCast13. You can find us on Tumblr at SwiftCast13.tumblr.com. We're on Instagram at Instagram.com slash TheSwiftCast13. You can find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash TheSwiftCast. If you would like to email us, you can send us your thoughts at TheSwiftCast13 at gmail.com. You can also find all of our contact information on our website at SwiftCast13.com. And you can also listen to every single episode of SwiftCast through our website. iTunes only shows the last 100 episodes, so be sure to go to our website and you can hear any older episode you want to hear. And finally, before we go, next week, Taylor will... What do you guys think? I think that she is going to put her Christmas tree up. Not sure which house she will put it up at, but I think we will get a picture of it. Yes, she'll start it early because she's heading to Australia. 
so she should. I predict that she will take home three AMAs. I know that's not what we're hoping for, but that's my prediction. Three. Wow. I'm going to go with four. I think four. And I think she's probably going to write more songs with Ed this week. Maybe while eating in and out on a trampoline. Yeah. I think they're probably going to hear this and decide to just release an album. Maybe write a couple more things to throw on it before they release it. We sure hope so. And then they'll go on a tour together. Just a worldwide Taylor and Ed tour. That would make sense. Yeah. So hopefully they'll announce that this week. But whatever happens, we will definitely let you know next week on episode 132. For now, for episode 131, this has been Steph. Ashley. And Adam. And we will see you next week. Thanks, guys. Bye. See ya. Thank you for listening to this episode of SwiftCast. Visit us on the web at theswiftcast.com. The theme song for SwiftCast was written and performed by Sydney Ann Chuck. SwiftCast is not directly affiliated with Taylor Swift, Big Machine Label Group, or 13 Management.